the thing I'd be most proud of would definitely be that they fully live their culture. I just want to see them take something really positive, like a full circle culture, if you will, take that with them. Hello, and welcome back to the Mental Sweet Spot podcast, where we share stories, tips, and strategies for coaching the mental game of softball. I'm Melanie Rushing, and I'll be joined shortly by Alicia Smith and our special guest for this brand new series, Masterminding Our Way to Success. Today's theme is building a team culture of empowerment in an era of entitlement. Building team culture around empowerment and teamwork is the number one way to battle entitlement. Think of it from a work point of view. You have a big project due tomorrow, and you know you have hours of work ahead of you. In scenario one, your boss handed the project to you and said you need to do A, B, and C to get it done. In scenario two, this project was one you came up with and figured out the steps needed to complete it. Which one are you most likely to be motivated to finish? The point here is you have to empower your players to be a part of the process. Did you notice the big problem, the giant project due the very next day, didn't change? But the feeling surrounding it sure did. You can create that same environment for your team. And the best part is you won't have to light the fire underneath them or give them a kick in the butt to get them motivated. They'll put in the work and give their all because they want it. In this series, we follow Alicia's team through season once more. We've also brought in Wilma Wilson, head softball coach at South Haven High School, and most recently, state runner-up. Their big project, which is due soon and will require a lot of work, is to make it to the state championship. It's a big goal, and we set it that way on purpose. However, we realize it's an external goal, and we really don't have that much control over it. So we'll focus on the little things it takes to get there. That's what we'll be discussing in the upcoming weeks. Join us as we talk about what these two successful veteran coaches do to reach their goals, see firsthand how they build a team culture of support and success on a daily basis. We'll talk about how their teams are doing, what they're working on with their girls, and how they're implementing the mental game. Additionally, we'll dig into how these topics affect us as coaches and our players, both on and beyond the field. We are so happy you're joining us on this journey. We can't wait to share it with you. Let's get going. All right, Alicia, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. Paint a picture of what your dream is for your team this season. So imagine yourself at the end of season banquet. You're smiling with your girls. Everyone's happy. It went really well. What has happened and what are you most proud of? I think for me, the thing I'd be most proud of would definitely be that they fully live their culture. You know, we just started the culture talk this week. Um, I We've talked about many times how critically important that is, not only to me in the program at Madawan, but just for the overall development of mental toughness. And I think that uh, that would that would be what I would be, one, the most proud of. But secondly, um, we'd also be holding the Division One State Champion Trophy. Yes, I love that. All right, Wilma, how about you? Um, I think for me, um, I'm kind of a rebuilding year and uh, trying to fill a lot of holes and really just trying to focus in on uh, using these materials. So I think, you know, for me and our team, I think it's going to be to learn how to develop and let the kids develop and create and actually realize how important culture is, um, you know, not just because it's going to be culture on our softball team, but it could be culture at a job that they have in the future, culture in their relationships in the future, and um, just for them to connect a lot of that to the bigger picture. Uh, you know, we fell one game short of a state title last year, so that's always a goal to, to make it to that state final game and 
and and win it. Uh, but you know, for me, I think the group that I have, super nice kids. Um, I just want to see them take something really positive, like a a full culture, full circle culture, if you will, take that, that with them. Yeah. So Oma going on that, what do you see are some possible obstacles for your girls this season? Um, I think some possible obstacles will definitely be, um, boy, I think it'll be our little bit more on our athletic skills and how their uh, performance might actually tend to bring them down. And I don't mean that in necessarily a negative way. Um, I just see that some of the kids are a little bit more challenged skill-wise. And I think sometimes that makes it hard to uh, be courageous and, and, and be confident and be all these things, um, you know, when, you, when you're not like a really, a really dominant athlete. Mm-hmm. Has that um, been your experience in the past is the kids who are more skilled and more experienced they have a easier time with confidence and courage. Correct. Yes. I would definitely mm. agree with that. How about you, Alicia? What are some possible obstacles you see this year? I think the biggest challenge and obstacle that we potentially could face would be our numbers. We only have 11 players. Um, so trying to keep everyone healthy, trying to balance uh, everything we need to in, in a season in order to stretch it for the long haul, so to speak. So saving arms when we need to, uh, running for pitchers and catchers when we need to, uh, even pulling up from the JV team if we if we have to do that when they're not playing, for example, because that it's a long season. And we've already talked to, for my catcher, for example, we don't have a true backup catcher on our team, so she's going to have to make sure that she's communicating with us uh, daily uh, and modifying some drills and things like that, that that we need to in order to make sure everyone's healthy. Mm-hmm. That health, you never know that. So that's a big piece, especially when you're limited on players. So what about like the mental aspect of that? Like one catcher all season, uh, you have three pitchers, right? Mm-hmm. Two. Two. Mm-hmm. And then another extra, that's right. Um, but one is more experienced. Yeah. Yeah. One's a senior and mm-hmm. one's a junior. So we have two. Uh, we have one. Our senior pitcher has about three and a half years of, of experience now. Um, and then, or technically three years. And then our other pitcher has only one year of varsity experience, but they both have worked really, really hard in the off season because they knew that they would be the only two pitchers that we had on varsity this season. So um, they've been really working hard in their endurance uh, working so they can both pitch. I told them they both need to be able to pitch two full games um, pretty early in the season. So their endurance, they've really been working on that. And we have been working that, that as uh, preseason and practice as well. Mm-hmm. How do you think the numbers will affect your culture? Well, I think actually some of the things that they chose for the week, which are uh, selfless, united, fearless, determined, and successful, those are um, those are our culture words this year. I think that specifically united is actually a little bit easier when you have lower numbers. So mm-hmm. there's only 11 of them, like I said. So they've already spent a lot of time, you know, on half days, they go out to lunch. They've already had a team sleepover. Um, we're having our first team dinner this week. So they tend to do a lot of things together. And I think honestly, it's just a little bit easier to kind of coordinate with less, less people. There's two, two freshmen, uh, that are on the team. So nine of the 11 are returners. So I think that also kind of helps that 
uh, that culture because they're fully aware of the culture talk and what it means because we went through it last year. So they can really kind of help the younger kids. Um, and we kind of said to the freshmen, you're, you're kind of like babies and we're throwing you in the pool and you need to swim quickly. So there's not a lot of time for you to, you know, to wait, to, we're not waiting around. You just gotta, you gotta figure it out, figure it out quick, fast. And I think the, the culture that we have and with all of the older kids helping them, which they're doing a great job of, uh, has actually been very beneficial. Nice. How about you, Wilma? How do you see maybe the growing year actually being impacted by the culture? I know you haven't done your words yet, but how do you see that all playing together? Yeah, well, you know, this year is such a different year than last year for us, a diff totally different group of kids. And I keep using the word nice because they are like super nice kids, um, a lot more thoughtful and, um, you know, um, more about each other than individually. So I think that that's really going to help us. I agree with Alicia. I have 14 and we have 15 on our JV. So we have good numbers, um, but I also have quite a few injuries. I have a couple girls that were injured at the end of the basketball season uh, that won't be available for a while and one coming off a concussion from basketball. And so, you know, we, we are struggling a little bit now with just trying to find out where each person thinks they fit in on the playing field. Cause we don't know. We had a parent meeting last night and I apologized to the parents. I said, you're just going to have to be really patient with us because you know, and replacing our third baseman, shortstop, second baseman, first baseman, and pitcher from last year, you know, we have, even even though we've had off-season workouts and stuff like that, you know, we still don't have it figured out. So that's going to be a huge challenge for us, which I think will challenge, be challenging for the kids because they won't necessarily know their little niche, you know, mm -hmm. for a while. Yeah, it'll kind of spark the competition, which is cool. Yes, that's a good thing. So how do you see that competition helping throughout the season and getting to that end goal of having players who have developed almost as like a whole person? Because you said they're probably going to be a little lower with confidence and courage, but yes. they can definitely grow. How do you see that playing out for you so far? Yeah, I see it playing out really well. And even in these last, you know, these first whatever seven days of practice that we've had, the kids are really supportive of each other. Uh, you know, cheering each other on. They're they're positive with each other. You know, no. I mean, I guess that's what I see on the outside. But with these kids, I really feel like it's coming from the heart a little bit more. I think that they all kind of understand each other as far as they're all really trying hard and knowing that they, you know, are trying to fill big shoes and and really trying to pull together as a group. You know, and, but I, I really see them being very. Um, they are competitive, but they're very much committed to each other. So it's very mm. nice. That's awesome. How about you, Alicia? How do you see them getting through the low numbers, actually panning out and being really good for living that culture and making it to state finals again? Having those nine kids that experienced the end of last year um, always makes them come back really hungry. And, you know, they actually were the ones that approached me. My seniors actually approached me back in November and asked if they could lead workouts starting in November. And I said, absolutely. I said, my only requirement is that you come every day with a plan. And they said, okay, we'll do it. And uh, they've been leading those workouts ever since, um, all, all the way up until uh, obviously tryouts started. Um, they had all the freshmen there. So they were actually starting to build that culture on their own way back in November. And I think that's what 
you know, I'm always very prideful of, of that because that's something that the freshmen will remember. And by the time they're seniors, they carry carry that on. Um, so I think when you have those types of things, uh, that's when you live that determination. And when you are, are very bound to be successful, they consider that being successful, right? When they've, they've seen the fruits of their labor. And it's, uh, it's a tradition at, at Madawan, uh, every Monday, uh, the first day of tryouts, we always do figure eights in the gym. And we do them um, because I don't think we're ever outside on, on that first day, but we do these figure eights in the gym where they, they shuffle, sprint, shuffle, sprint, backpedal all the way around and figure eight across the basketball court. And um, it's known uh, for every freshman to be like, they're always so fearful of it. So what these kids did is they practiced, you know, practiced it. Mm. So when they did it in tryouts, they weren't even really that tired. And that was the best I've ever seen them do. So that to me is just living those words already before we even start, you know, grabbing bats and balls. Ah, Absolutely. And that's the trick, right? Getting them to take ownership of it. That is the trick. And that makes me so, so proud because they truly care. You know, they truly care about the culture that, and they are so prideful of just the culture themselves, which is something that, you know, they've set forth as the standard and what's important to them. So that's really help helps with the buy-in and then it's spread program wide. I think that's a theme I see with both of your teams is, and I think it comes with the fact that you guys are veterans and you've like gotten a good handle on the team building aspect of it. But what are some ways that you feel that you developed your coaching style to give them ownership and help them feel empowered to take it over themselves? Because I feel a lot of times coaches will like try to say like, this is our culture. This is what we need to do. You should do this. And even if they are positive things, like (laughs) you should be nice. (laughs) If the girls don't own it as something that they came up with or something that they want to do, it doesn't work. So what are some things that you guys feel in your coaching style or your just personality that you feel have helped with that? I I personally think that it's allowing them to have input in things, you Mm -hmm. know, um, you know, like generating the culture words themselves. That's awesome. But it's, it's, it's a lot of other little things, you know, like just giving them some empowerment, you know, even if it's something as simple as, okay, let's, you guys decide what Jersey you want to wear to school tomorrow or what Jersey you want to wear in the game, or, you know, just some different things that they can take over. I always tell them, you know, you guys need to be the, your own best coach. I don't need to be your best coach. You need to be your own best coach. You need to figure out, you know, when you're in the middle of the game, you know, you know, if you had a bad at bat, what did you do wrong? You know, how can you improve it for your next at bat and be able to adjust very quickly? Because I said, you know, everybody's going to try to tell you what to do, but you have to figure out yourself and be your own best coach. And, and I try to work them through things like that, whether we're doing defense or offense or different things and just use some keywords so that they can try to give me answers to questions right there, but it's it's really about how they perceive themselves, you know? So it's just trying to get them to coach themselves more than anything. Mm, that's huge. And I and it's not giving up any of our coaching power. It's just it's no. amplifying it. So I think right. a lot of people are kind of afraid of doing that, but no, it's wonderful and it's powerful. Yes, I agree. How about you, Alicia? I 100% agree with with Wilma. Um, I think it's giving them choices, allowing them to, you know, coach, can we have walk-up songs this year? Sure, of course you can. You know, that's important to them. Um, I ask them uh, every week, how are things going? What do you need more of? What do you need less of? 
Um, and they will tell you, uh, they ask sometimes if they can uh, show a drill that they maybe learned on their travel team or from somebody else. Absolutely. You go run it, you go, you instruct it, you run the whole thing and let me stand back and watch. And so kind of like Wilma says, not only are you your own best coach, but you can also very easily help out and coach your, your teammates. And I truly believe that starts with building that relationship and in order to, to really truly facilitate those best discussions and honest discussions um, you have to have a good relationship first. And, um, I just, I keep going back to the times in my, in my career where I've had players or a couple groups of players that might approach me individually and say, coach, we really need this, or we really don't, you know, we really need this particular drill. We really feel like we're confident in this, but not in that. And it's, it's sometimes changed the way I've, I've done practice and boy, do they respond when you listen to them like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if I can add to that too, we just had this weekend, um, I'm big on letting my kids or having my kids help with our youth program. Mm -hmm. So we just had a big camp on um, Saturday. And I think we had, uh, I don't know, we had three different sessions. One of the sessions we had like 33 kids and their ages, you know, five to 14 pretty much. And, you know, my kids do, I'm, I'm just always amazed at how well they do when they get in little groups and I listen to them talk and it makes me really proud of listening to them sometimes use the same words that I use or whatever mm-hmm. when they're trying to train. And I always mm-hmm. tell them, you guys learn so much by trying to teach this to somebody else. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're like, oh my gosh, that was so fun. And I learned so much and they're so cute. And I'm like, hey, you know, that's how I feel about you guys. So now <laughs> you know how how we enjoy coaching you and, and sometimes they'll have like a sourpuss kid or something, you know, and I'll be like, well, you know, when you have those <laughs> that, you know, they're now, you know, how it feels like to have somebody who's not buying in or to have somebody who's standing out or making it all about them. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a great experience for them. And I think they learn so much about themselves by doing that. Oh, absolutely. That's such a good, and I loved it as a player too. I totally get both sides of it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's transition now into how it's going so far. So catch us up on the things that went well in the past week, and then we'll go from there. Uh, Alicia, why don't you start? Um, well, we obviously had tryouts um, with only 21 total people uh, in the entire program. It wasn't um, as long or, you know, we, we didn't need to spend that as much time as we normally do. Um to select the team, which allowed us to get going a little bit faster. Um, we were able to get outside two or three days last week. Um, <laughs> my favorite part was uh, the very first team practice we had. We uh, shifted it a little bit earlier because we knew the rain was coming. And we're standing out there and we're taking ground balls and we're doing home and off. And we have to do it perfectly before we leave the field. <laughs> it started to rain and the kids never flinched. And it starts to pour and the kids aren't flinching. They are diving all over the place and they are filthy muddy. And my right fielder picks up the ball and tries to throw it home, but ends up all, um, on the other half side of third base. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, it's, it's a safety thing now we need to stop. But, um, and it was coming down really hard, but they didn't, they didn't even flinch. They didn't even look at me like, are we done yet? So that's the kind of grit and the, and the fun that they really have practicing that I love to see. Um, we had two great days of practice Thursday and Friday, right in a row. They were very energetic. I was really hard on them right off the bat for every bad throw or drop ball. They were doing pushups and sprints. And, um, you know, I think that that's something that I told them at the very beginning of the season to expect. And they actually asked for, 
Uh, it's very interesting. They said, we really want you to push us as your coach even more than you ever have. And I said, okay. I said, then you have to be prepared for that and know that it comes out a place to, to help push you. Um, so we had some really tough practices those first two days. And then I came in on Saturday in our first scrimmage, we had a, we scrimmaged inside uh, two different teams. I had really high expectations, really high hopes that we were going to go in there and do really well. And we didn't do well at all. It was <laughs> no, for kidding. everyone listening, this is like <laughs> plenty of days later, I got the text of, I almost pulled my hair out. <laughs> yeah. It was so, I mean, I'm in the middle of the first game and I'm like, Alicia, it's day six of the season. You need to calm down. <laughs> but I think part of it was I walked in there with a lot of, of really high expectations. And mm-hmm. I was um, the only thing that I was frustrated with and actually disappointed with was the lack of communication on the field um, with everybody out there that is, uh, you know, three or four year varsity starters. Um, they know what to expect. This isn't anything new. And they played a little bit on their heels. They were flat. Um, and I wasn't worried about the outcome. I wasn't worried about the fact that, you know, maybe our pitchers weren't hitting their spots and we weren't hitting as well as we should. That was not my concern. It was those little things that really, that I that I have seen so many times already. And the first two practices before even, that uh, was quite frustrating for me. Uh, we had conversations in the after each game and I asked them first, what do you see? I didn't say anything until after they were done talking because I wanted to hear what they said. And each and every one of them said the same thing. And they, they said this, saw the same thing we did as coaches. We were flat. We didn't have an energy. We didn't talk. We are much better than that. We're disappointed, blah, blah, blah. So I, I was very actually happy with that, that they recognized it. I didn't need to lecture them or talk to them. And I said that we need to come back to practice on Monday and ready to get back at it. So um, it was a good lesson learned for them. They have a lot of work to do and they know it. And I think that that's really a good place to start, you know, the week. Mm-hmm. I want to ask a follow-up question for that one. Did they start off flat or did it get worse as they played worse and worse? <laughs> they started off that way. And and mm-hmm. I think part of it was all, to me, it was the mental approach from before we even got there. Uh, we were in the excursions driving up and somebody says, I don't know. This team's going to be really good. They're stacked with a lot of D one players. Mm-hmm. And I said, really? I said, cause we've had teams stacked with D one players before too. And we didn't win any state championships. So why are you all, why are you nervous and scared? Like I, that actually surprised me because my teams usually aren't that way. Right. They're mm-hmm. usually not scared or intimidated by any team. And it wasn't about who said it, it was just the fact that everyone in the excursion heard it. Mm-hmm. And later on they said something about, you know, I, Oh, I, you know, I knew they were going to be really good. And I'm like, this is a scrimmage guys. This is for you to see live pitching. Right. And so right off the bat, the way they approached it was pretty obvious that they, that's why they were flat and that's why they weren't talking. Mm-hmm. So whenever they get quiet means they're in their heads, yep. which means something else going there. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good lesson learned early though. I'm glad for sure. Better than in Late. districts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Wilma? What went well so far and what are some other things going on? Oh, it's been super hectic. You know, we had like 34 kids, I think, come to tryouts. And Ooh. so we had to do a little bit of cutting. Um, I have a a veteran JV coach of 24 years that retired last year. So I'm breaking in a new JV coach. 
um, as well. So I've actually been doing double duties on some practices where I'll run my practice and then I'll stay for his practice. Um, so that, you know, we've had parent meetings, we've had photos, we've had uniform orders, jersey orders, just lots of different things going on in these last seven days that are typical of starting the season, um, you know. So that stuff is kind of on the outside. On the inside, you know, I do, I do see my kids stressing a little bit and pushing a little bit harder. You know, it, it's great to have a competitive team, but at the same time, I feel like they're almost a little um, pressing. Today, I had a conversation with them after watching us really not do so well on some bunt defense situations. And, you know, I said, you know, you guys to me, if I would look at you, I would say that you are performing instead of playing the game. Mm. So, you know, I said like, and we just had to play. So a few of the kids were at our play and I said, you know, you know, let's take this player who was one of the leads in the play. And I said, you know, I, I'm guarantee you all your practices leading up to your performances were a lot less stressful. And then all of a sudden you get in the performance and you're, you know, you're nervous, you got to sing, you got to do this, you know? And I said, that's how you guys are look to me right now is that you are performing the game instead of just relaxing, having fun playing the game and just thinking a little logically about where the runners are and how do we get an out? You know, it was like they were just, you know, in some script and they just had to stick to the script and, and perform every action. So I think we're, we're, we're wound pretty tight right now. And, um, you know, that to me just looks like I have some inexperienced kids who are, you know, not sure about what they're doing all the time. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be a big, a big challenge for us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it, the inexperience plus a big turnover with the usual yes. lineup, yes. I think that makes a lot of sense that they're pressing and putting a lot of pressure on themselves. I'll be really, really interested to hear uh, once you guys get to the why and the goal setting, what's yes. driving them there. Yep. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so moving forward what do you guys have planned uh let's go next what are you excited about and yeah we'll go from there well no you can keep going all right well i'm excited about all these uh things that i'm going to have at my hands to try to um, bring them closer together and bring their culture closer to whatever they decide that they want it to be definitely excited about that um I see our season as just kind of a climb up the mountain type. Um, and, you know, if, if we can get near the top, I'll be very pleased. And, you know, I guess I'll have to figure out still what the top is going to be for them. I mean, I know what it is for me, but I, I really need to figure out what it is for them. I hear some of the things. I know they're all about, you know, trying to win conference and getting back to the state finals and all that stuff. But, you know, I think uh, with a mixed group that I have, I'm not sure that they all have that same top of the mountain um, goal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I'm looking forward to, to this weekend too, with the, the lock-in and stuff and just being able to get in their heads a little bit more and try to see, you know, when they have to put it in words, what everything's going to really mean to them. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. And for those who didn't hear us talking beforehand, they get to be together for how many hours straight well, in a lock-in? Yeah, and our lock-in, we've been doing it for years. Uh, a lot of the teams envy us because we've been doing this for a lot of years. And huh. we, we basically will we'll go to dinner together. Usually I drive like a mini bus 
Um, <laughs> so we have yes. our entire team on the bus at the hall, the same time. And we never have any, we don't ride with the boys team or anything. So it really can create a really nice culture right off the bat. And, um, so we'll probably take a little bus and we'll probably go to Holland. We usually go to Holland, go to a buffet. They love that. And then we'll go to a movie or something. Sometimes we do some fun activities, um, on the way back, I'll give them each $5 and, they got to go spread out mire and they pick a name of a teammate and they have to go buy something, you know, that's related or they can buy stuff to make and we bring it back to the school and then they have to make something for that person. And, you know, they just have to use quick little resources and stuff like that. And, you know, then we, we spend our night in the school and we play games and we play hide and go seek and we go swimming in the pool. And, um, you know, a lot of times we don't go to sleep. So, it, as I get older, it really takes me a couple of days to rebound, but um, <laughs> it's definitely one of, I think every year it's one of their highlights of their season. And, you know, we make memory books at the end of the year, like if we have a remember when's page and probably, you know, a good 25% of it is all things that happened at the lock-in. Yeah, for sure. I was just thinking like, no way I'd be able to stay up with them. I'd be the old fogey oh. like, guys, it's nine. Good night. Oh man, <laughs> It just gets harder and harder each year. I'll tell you, but um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm coming to Alicia's place on, on Sunday. So I'll have to get a quick nap in before, before Ooh, I get boy. <laughs> we might be grumpy. <laughs> oh man i cannot wait to hear about that that is so fun and so cool i think just the amount of time to get the girls together without distractions and like just getting them to talk and be just have fun without oh, thinking about softball so cool right. just be crazy and we play a game and it's in the school so they like that you know they're in the school in a totally different environment this way you know we literally shut down the lights we played this game that i invented years ago called killer and it's, it's Ooh, kind of you a, gotta yeah, tell more <laughs> it's a it's a kind of a uh intense hide and seek if you will and um i mean but oh my god they just are like they just love it and we just play for hours and i'm like really are you, are you guys tired of this yet and you know but they just love being in the school too you know because it's they're not there for school they're there for you know hiding in a teacher's classroom or you know what i mean and and so it's just creates a whole different environment a whole different way that they look at their their school building <laughs> i love that and that's I, I hear a lot of people talk about how like my players aren't competitive uh i heard like they don't know how to win or they don't want to win yeah put any of those players in this killer game guaranteed yeah. they know how to compete and win <laughs> oh my gosh it's so competitive i got kids like that will hide and find these little nooks and crannies and i have to literally we have a code word for when yes. we can't find anybody and everybody has to come out you know so it's very very competitive but very fun that is awesome i cannot wait to hear more about that how about you, Alicia? Lessons learned, plan of action for the next week? My first plan of action is coming to Wilma's lock-in. Right? <laughs> that sounds cool. Uh, lessons learned, I think, for me is uh, it's just better to get some of this preseason stuff out of the way. Um, mm. Like Wilma mentioned, uh, we obviously, as a high school here, or, or any high school, as a leader of the program, you have all those other things to do, right, that she mentioned uh, and she probably didn't even list all of them because we have so much to do and it takes it takes away, it disrupts practice time and takes away from the focus, I think, because those things are important too. 
Um, but the one thing that I'm looking forward to and trying this year, which is different is I'm running the entire program through, uh, the mental sweet spot, toughness, mental toughness training. So not just my team, right? So this is a whole new thing for me. Um, trying to run it for not only everybody, but also making sure that the coaches get what they need for uh, the support that they need for their uh, practice plans and things like that. So I'm excited about it. It's a challenge for sure, but um, it'll be interesting to see because I think it's important to lay that groundwork, right? For, for those kids when they're even going to be coming up uh, maybe in a year or two to play on varsity. That's huge. Even if they never make it to varsity, they get access right. to some of this stuff. Of it's course. so cool. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, it, before it was always this kind of like exclusive thing, but um, it just was always the way I ran practice. So, you know, going through, you know, and, and being a business owner and thinking bigger and better. Uh, I think it's, it's, I've missed that, right. I've missed that opportunity to develop these kids, regardless if they come and play for me on varsity or not in a, in a different way. So um, definitely looking forward to that for sure. Um, but we started this week, we started on committed course and, uh, I decided to break it up a little bit. So it's not so overwhelming. So we can definitely walk through, uh, a little bit at a time this week, slowly introducing it because I think it's important to not, to not go fast and to make sure that the concepts are really sinking in and giving us an opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. And that's, that's a theme I've been hearing a lot this week. Like both of you guys have said like, God, we're so swamped. Like we've got so many things to do so little time. And with you guys are both going through the blueprint and there's nothing in it that says you need to complete an entire course at once. But I feel like our brains are always like this do as much as possible. <laughs> Cause Hey, we're capable of a lot. We can we can cram a lot in. We've proven this. I think we had a conversation where we can we can get a really good practice, including warm-ups, into 90 minutes at this point in our careers. <laughs> However, I think what was cool for me to see from you guys was I think you both let go of that, like, okay, we don't need to cover it all. Let's just pull back and just cover whatever is enough. Because even if you talk about one thing in practice, one thing mental game. You mentioned a culture word once that is still way better than just going through the rest of the drills. So I like that you guys kind of slowed it down and I think you're going to go really fast once you guys get rolling into season, don't have a million other things going on. Yeah, I hope so. I really try to use, it is so hectic and crazy before spring break. I think of it as almost two seasons and mm -hmm. you know, you really don't get into your rhythm until after spring break I agree and then you know then you've got you start playing two three game dates a week and your your practice time gets to be very precious and limited and you know it really makes you focus and zone in on on what you think your team and your players need I think it's just important to keep in mind that like that whole one percent rule that we preach to our girls <laughs> applies to overall practice planning too like you're not only covering a little bit of each course or covering a piece of each course, you're also covering other things each day. So almost like giving yourself credit for getting through, hey, even teaching a proper warm up <laughs> sometimes. Right. That's a win. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. So let's wrap it up with number one thing you're going to focus on this upcoming week with your girls. Um, I'll go first. Um, I think for us, we're, we're, we have a game this week and we have a game scheduled next week. So we're doing the whole, um, which I like sometimes to have games before just so you can 
there's nothing like having a game to see what you really need to work on. And um, so I like that. We have a couple games coming up so we can do a little, a uh, little checking and we're just really, like I said, trying to fit a lot of pieces of our puzzle together right now. So I think those game situations are going to help us a little bit. Um, I'm also really excited to get going a little bit more with all this information and um, try to, you know, connect all the dots a little bit more for me as well and how I can help them more. So, you know, that's going to be one of my focuses over the, the next, you know, we basically have this week and next week and then spring break is there and, you know, basically my kids start checking out the Friday before and I don't see them for 10 days. So, um, you know, we, we just got to try to get to, um, an agreeable state of ground, I think, before we split up for spring break. <laughs> mm -hmm. How about you, Leash? I think for me, it's focusing on getting through the committed course, um, really setting that strong foundation for, um, this week. Uh, we have a we have a scrimmage on Saturday, so same as as Wilma said, like those are a, another way to gauge, you know, kind of what you need to work on clearly by by last week as well. So those are the types of things we can continue to to pound, you know, the fundamentals and things like that, and practice and our practice plans too as well. Um, we do not play before spring break, so um, just scrimmages. So we'll be um, practicing for another the rest of this week and three more days into the following week and then like Wilma my kids go away for for 10 days and I think my entire team is gone so um that <laughs> we won't have anybody here to work work on spring break but the next step then would be obviously developing a, something for them to do uh over spring break so they're not you know right. completely 100% checked out mm -hmm. yeah that's important yeah, we will definitely be chatting about that because I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, yes, <laughs> breaks. <laughs> yes, pack your gloves wherever you're going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, thank you, ladies. This was excellent. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really glad you joined, Wilma. Thanks. I'm just a little jealous of you, Alicia, because I already see that you have, since you've done this one year, that I, I mean, I can see that you have that, the, that kid turnover thing is just going to be huge that you have sure. kids that have already bought in and kids that mm -hmm. are already on track with this, you know, mm -hmm. um, and that every year now should just become a little bit easier. Yes, you know? for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah you'll the... see, Wilma, it's totally within your coaching philosophy anyway. So you'll yeah. see the girls will grab on quickly. Yeah. And I think what you will find out too, Wilma, is a lot of the things you've been saying all your career yeah. align with this. It's just mm -hmm. stated yeah. a little bit differently or something, but you've been doing this stuff all your, all your career, most of it, yeah. you know? So um, the one piece for me is, is having all of the pieces. Cause I, I only had some of the pieces right. uh, for the past eight years, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but putting it all together is what's made the huge difference. So right. um but I think you're going to do an amazing job with this too, but. Um, well, thanks. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to get my hands a little more wet with it. And I think, yeah. you know, I'm going to dive into this committed commitment one as well. And um, just make that a focus for now and, um, you know, see where we go from there, you know, and I think, I hope, like you said, that a lot of the things have been going, have things I've been doing, but it's nice to see it in a little bit more concrete form. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah for sure. Yeah. 
And that is a wrap on this week's episode. Before you head out, check out today's coaching challenge, Empower Your Players. As we said before, the antidote to entitlement is empowerment. You must empower your players to take control of their own destinies. When they do this, they'll not only realize the hard work it takes, they'll crave it. This is a big topic, but you can start small. Make a list of five things you can give your players to have some choice over. It might be what uniform they wear or who they warm up with. Then move on to more influential decisions like what they want to work on in practice or maybe if they need an off day here or there. This does not mean you need to give up the reins. You should always be there to guide them in their journey. But if you don't give them any say in how that journey evolves, they'll never be fully bought in. So that is our challenge for this week. Start empowering your players to make some decisions and then work your way up to the unicorn of softball teams, the player-led team. Building self-awareness and giving players the courage to take the wheel is what our dream team programs are all about. We cover all of the core mental training topics in order to help you build a team culture of empowerment. The doors are currently closed to our programs right now, but they'll open back up in late summer. So for now, you can learn more about our programs, sign up for our weekly emails, and join us in our Facebook group at mentalsweetspot.com forward slash blueprint. Thanks again for joining us. See you again next week.